Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. 18 games. 18 games left for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I thought you were going to say gentlemen. I was getting really excited. 18 gentlemen left. 18, <laughs> 18. games. <laughs> I'm very excited. Are you? I'm very excited. Now, I, I had a look at the schedule this morning. At least eight of these games are against non-playoff teams that are expected to remain non-playoff teams. The reason I say only eight, some I've seen estimates as high as ten, but there are some teams that you're like, well, you could be in this day and in out in the next out the next day. So, yeah. bubble teams and playoff teams, I'm going to count in the same category. Non-playoff teams like Detroit. Uh, I mean, it's, I even counted Tampa, but really, Tampa's on the bubble. They're right there. Uh, but I'm like Detroit, Carolina, like you're out. You're out. But you're not easy, but you're out. Yeah. No one's easy. There's, there's, ha. you know, I was, I hate to bring this up because we are starting on a positive note. The yeah. playoff push. So we all know all the games that where the Leafs left points on the table. Mm-hmm. We all know the games where they choked on a lead or they did something really stupid in the Steve final minute. Steve threw his phone. Steve, I threw my phone more than once. I, this phone survived this season so far. It's because you just, have an OtterBox case. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's nothing short of a miracle. Why are people so willing to throw around $1,000? Because that's what an iPhone costs. I'm a Leeds fan, man. <laughs> that's well, Steve's, why. Steve's also you know, a fancy man. And when you're a fancy man, yeah. you can do such I things. I have like as five home. more free ones at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, if this breaks, I'm screwed. I remember, which I makes remember it when more you did get a free Android phone and you switched yeah. to it. And then you were like, you're like, no, guys, this is really great. And then Jesse and I are like, sure it is. And three months later, you I got, got a free Microsoft one too. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going Pixel though. No, no, no you're not. This, I think this I'm Android phone, it's Dude, really good. Listen, no. listen, I was trying to make a point here. <laughs> We were talking about the easy. Sides are I want to get the Google blue phone. The very blue phone from but Google. The sides are Do they curved. Have those? Yeah, it's called really. Yeah, but the sides. Yeah, the sides are curved. The screen goes all the oh, way around. So if I'm ever, if I'm ever eye length for the table. Yeah. If I'm if I'm ever looking at it like this all the way down here. You know what? I'm gonna get one of those sensors that you wear over your eyes from Dragon Ball Z, and then that'll be my phone, and then you'll be jealous. And then I'll be jealous. Maybe maybe then I would be jealous. Jealousy but, level no, over nine thousand. Yeah, there's a Google. Google Really Blue Phone. Okay. Uh, it's called the Really Blue Phone or something like, or the Very Blue Phone that uh, <laughs> apparently is very good. But what, what always gets me about Android, and we're going to start a real fire here on our Reddit page, I know it, is that it's like, oh, but you could customize this. I don't want to customize. I want to plug it in. <laughs> I want it to work. Do my text messages, my email, does Twitter work? That's, that's really the all I care about. The thing about an Android phone is that it's not an iPhone. You know, wow. See, I'm glad to be on your team, but but here's what's going to happen. Are you ready for this? People are going to come after me. Mm. You're going to be fine. No, all the Android just said it. No, all the Android users are going to be like, no, Jesse's cool. I think there should be a Reddit thread on why Adam's Android take is wrong. (laughs) Jesse's is perfectly fine. (laughs) Even though Jesse presented really no take. I would also like to point out. (laughs) I was trying to talk about hockey. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, do I have sweat stains? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It, okay, it matters a little bit. We're on camera now. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> damn it! One of the games the Leafs left on the table. Can I just put this out? Lest we offend the YouTube commenters. <laughs> Man, those no, people can't get all, vicious, Yeah, no, all we have to do is no. breathe, and YouTube's offended. <laughs> How dare you? Um, one of the games the Leafs left on the table. The mm-hmm. Leafs lost a game against the Colorado Avalanche. 
Oh, in, in regulation. Ooh. Now they played great. Simeon Varlamov robbed them mm-hmm. from opening. Wasn't there like forty-two shots for the Leafs that game? Oh, it was, it I think it was more. I think it was more. And they lost three-one. One was an empty netter, but there are no easy ones. And I was gonna say, well, except for Arizona and for Colorado. Oh, least least lost to both of those teams. Now, those are two games I, that you look back on. There's a lot of people out there not willing to give the Leafs credit for being the youngest team in the league. Paul Maurice among them. Uh, but we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Oh, you're to no, no, there's lots of people. I mean, there's lots well, of people who are like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. They got and, veterans. And also, but, they're not technically the youngest team, but they are. But shut up to everyone saying they're not. <laughs> they shut are. Shut up. <laughs> they're the youngest where it matters. They're top what three scorers? Yes. Come on, come on, and, everybody. You and, know what we mean. And the thing is, is that with the current veteran core that they had, they were a consistent underperformer, bad team. Yeah. So the veterans have been about what the veterans are. Nazem Kadri has really been the only one that's Kadri's taken legitimate steps forward in the last couple of years, but I don't think Tyler Bozak is any better or any worse. I don't think JVR is any better or any worse. See, I think I Bozak's think, in I a think, better role for him. Yes, but Bozak I, has. He was never the number one center. He just had to be. Bozak has at very least been Tyler Bozak. Yeah, which is great. Where's JVR? Yeah. I haven't been giving him enough crap in my videos because it's not like he's making terrible mistakes, he's not there. He's invisible. He had like seven shots in one of the California games. And when they announced he got the seventh shot, I was like, w- really? They were all like sort he of chess, chess shots. And- I can remember one scoring chance. I want to say it was against the Ducks. That was decent. Where is this guy? He's gone. Why do you think that is? Because that's just what DVR does, man. Like, that's not a very thorough analysis of it all, but some games he's beastly. And other games, he's gone. Like, I, I wonder if goals are, like, his oxygen. Like, that was once said about Phil Kessel. Like, does JVR just need a stupid goal? Just a really dumb one? And then all of a sudden, that sparks a fire? Like, should Mitch Marner just, if he's on a breakaway, just pass it to <laughs> JVR, Blake Como style? <laughs> yeah. Like, on the Colorado, like, just get this guy going. Get him started. He needs to be better. Um, but to your point... It's not just the next 10 games. To me, the next three. Well, and, they got to run the table. And here's the thing. We got Detroit, we got Philadelphia, and we got Carolina. All teams on the outside looking in. I think if you get all six, beautiful. You literally can't do better than that. If you get five points, so you leave one point behind, all right, not the end of the world. I don't even think four is good enough. I don't think four is good enough. You need to take advantage of these games. And if you belong, you will. If you don't, you won't. And I guess we find out. It's as simple as that. We haven't been in this position in a very long time. It is it is fun, but it's also a little bit stressful. It's, a it's little stressful. enormously stressful. The, uh, your team being decent is way more stressful than your team contending for last. So a lot has been made of Tampa Bay's resurgence, obviously, and, and Florida's as well. Um, but Which we call it. And Tampa Bay coming back, you know, catching up to the Leafs. Tampa Bay has really only bridged a three-point gap in the last six weeks. Yeah. That's and the Leafs the have been terrible. And the Leafs have been terrible. They've the, lost five straight. Yeah. and that, yeah. With the pity points, it's hard to, zero, it's easy to lose track of that. What is it, 0-3-2 and two in their last five? Something like zero, that. 0-2-3. and three. So they've got three points in their last five, luckily. But, I mean, that's, that is just, that's not good enough. And I also don't mm. think that's Leafs. I don't think that is this year's Leafs. I think it is. Yeah, a it's a it's a poorly timed 
uh, cold streak. Did you want to move on to someone, something else? Because I want to have a long Leafs discussion here because we've been away for a few days. We had a really short episode last, no, I got lots last of, time. We had lots of Leafs. Okay, great. Because Leafs Nation is a little sick right now. Leafs Twitter is, you guys are, you're losing it a little bit. Let, let, let me, let me help you guys. Let's let me talk. help you guys. You guys are talking about nonsense. You're talking about all the wrong stuff right now. Okay. In the last few days, I've heard about how the defense needs a major overhaul. I've heard about how Matthews needs to be uh, ripped away from Zach Hyman. Oh, give me a break. Matt Martin is the reason they're losing games. I've, I've heard all these things. I'm sorry, but Matt Martin doesn't play enough for that to be the case. None of, them, none of these things are true. First of all, the most Matt Martin talk I've seen all season has come after the last three games. After Brian Boyle is inserted into the lineup and the fourth line looks as good as it has all season. And in fact, in, in three straight losses, but arguably the best the three best games that, that the four the fourth line has played and all they, year. And they might have been the most effective line in those games at yeah. times. Now, do, do I think it's fair that Josh Leval, after the performance he had, which I think was nine points in 12 games, something like that. Do I think it's fair that Josh Levo was on the outside looking in? Absolutely not. It's not fair. He's, I think he's played his way into the lineup. And I look at the lineup and I go, who's the player I would least prefer to have there? Like, I look at the wingers? Probably Matt Martin. That being said, Babcock likes his toy, and Matt Martin hasn't been costing them games. So everyone, like, would would it improve the Leafs team? Maybe, maybe. But I think you're zoning in on something that doesn't necessarily need to be zoned in on. Zach Hyman... With Austin Matthews, he's been there all year. Mm-hmm. All year, Zach Hyman's been there. So what does Matthews have? How many goals? 32? Something like that? Something's working. There? 31. I, 31. And I believe, isn't he, isn't he not, is he not top three in the league in goals? Matthews? Matthews, he's up there. He's high. He's very high up like there. Not he, a lot of players have hit 30. Like him and Line are among the top. Mm-hmm. Is, I don't think Zach Hyman's the problem. And the defense, yeah, the defense is porous. They've made a lot of dumb mistakes. They're also missing memory. Connor Carrick now. They're missing Connor Carrick. Yeah, that shouldn't that shouldn't sink you. And Marchenko, I don't think has been overly fourth bad. Fourth and goals in the league. He needs three more. He needs a hat trick tonight to tie Wendell Clark. Maybe you just get four. Hit him with the four, like Austin Matthews. That's that would be right. like him. That would be like that is him. a great song by to the way. That. I. It's not, but 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 I like it. It's a hate listen. Jesse introduced me to this term. It's a hate listen. It's a hate listen. Um, again, so mad. I was so mad after the California trip. But okay, who'd we get first? Sharks game, tied with ninety seconds left. Jake Gardner forgets everything. Literally everything. His Which, brain. His brain goes for a walk. If there's anybody on the team that's going to do it, oh my god. Just, it's just him. in in the words of a, of a former boss referring to me, I'm going to take a bat to this kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he said it out of love. He said it out of love. He knew I knew better, and I know Jay Gardner knows better. L.A. Kings. What happened in that game? I'm trying to remember. Oh my God! Well, just, first of all, I remember just general frustration. Uh, they go to the shootout. That was bad. Puck goes off Zaitsev. Zaitsev's face. What are you going to do? That's a fluke goal. That's a, That goal is an act of God. And then the game-tying goal, Marchenko lays an amazing hit, forgets Tanner Pearson exists. 
So I, that's a simple mistake and an act of God and the stupid shootout. And all of a sudden, if they win that shootout game, by the way, this isn't an emergency. I, I think we're talking about it differently. Well, they're, uh, on, they're in the playoffs. They're oh, in the playoff picture at that point. Or at the very point. least tied for it. And then the Anaheim game, uh, I think it was a 4-2 loss with an empty netter, so 5-2. Mitch Marner missed a couple of assignments. I don't think it's a problem with chemistry. I don't think it's a problem with what the pairings are. I think it's a problem with simple mental mistakes. A team that badly needed to go home, mm-hmm. have a good night's sleep, eat a good meal. They didn't get into LA until 3 a.m. Have eh? a good practice. Dude, Brian like Boyle's first game against the Sharks, he got up before 5 in the morning Eastern and then played that game, which didn't end until almost 1 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. That guy was up for almost 24 straight hours and he still played eh, okay. His next game against LA was really good, I thought. He's a school bus, eh? Yeah, he's huge. I can't believe it. it it's yeah. noticeable. It's really noticeable. He's, like, there's sometimes yeah. with guys you're like, all right, yeah, they talk about how he's big, but I like Getzlaff. You notice how big Getzlaff is. I looked at his his cap friendly. I'm like, would I pay two two million dollars for a fourth line center? And after three games, I'm like, yep, yep. Here, take give my, my money. money. Take, take it. Uh, I'd give him two and a half. Um, so anyway, I'm not. Uh, let me get to my point. I'm not trying to tell you the Leafs are amazing. I'm not even trying to tell you they're a playoff team. I am trying to tell you they're decent, and this isn't some crisis. Now, the Leafs can prove me right or wrong in these next three games. If they handle their business these next three games, which over the course of the season, if we look at their track record and what they've done, they should be able to. There's no problem. And there it is. That's what it is. Well, I, I I agree. I, I don't think. I mean, part of part of the the position the Leafs have left themselves in is that the, they don't hold all the cards, right? When you look at the playoff picture, well, it's going to depend on how other teams do as well. You need some help, but there's 18 games left. Absolutely, thirty six points. Absolutely left on the table. So, with that in mind. Um, you know they 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 really need to they need to win eleven or twelve of those games. I think eleven out of twelve, eleven oh. or twelve oh. of those games to really securely put themselves in a spot. That is that not you, unreasonable. That puts you at ninety four to ninety. What is it? Ninety two? Ninety? I don't know. Ninety something? How dare you? Basically, the cutoff point they say is about ninety two. Need to get you need to shoot for ninety two points at the bare minimum to get in. That's low, by the way. Like, as, as far as playoff thresholds go, that's low. The reason it could be low this year is the parity in the league, though. Right, and the division, and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. For sure. I just, I, I think that there's a, this this team has it. Mm-hmm. It felt like, on the California road trip, it felt like every time the Leafs scored, it was a gigantic, <sighs> and then you held your breath immediately after, and it felt like the team did too. Well, they only got five goals in those three games. And I was just going to say, it seems like right now, something that's come very easy to them, which... Or was it five or six? Doesn't what, matter. Not, not enough. Something that has come very easy to them isn't right now, which is goal scoring. Mm. It feels like it's climbing a mountain with them. And I wonder if that was their first rest, Western Road swing for a team with seven new forwards, rookie forwards, in the uh, in the lineup. Um, yeah, they, or if it's just, you know, the, something. Yeah, there, was, there, was not, there wasn't the kick that they normally have. Matthews was good. He wasn't great, I didn't think. 
Nylander, after just being monstrous for like a month, took a little bit of a step back. Um, and again, JVR, just we need more. We need more, man. Well, especially from a leader. Especially from a leader. And, and you know, for all the flack Matt Martin gets, I need more out of Leo, too. Like, there's there's a veteran playing high up in the lineup, playing an important role. I need more. I need more. You just need more from everybody, mm-hmm. I think. A lot of people have been dumping on Riley, completely ignoring that he's coming back from injury. Dude, Ben Smith is getting surgery on his finger. Did, wow. did, did I read that? So no wonder he looked like crap. Yeah, he he wasn't better. He broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah he finger. wasn't better. So, sorry, it was broken? Yeah, he broke his finger back in December, and now he's got to have surgery on it. So now he's officially allowed to have surgery because they actually have a replacement for yeah. him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it was five goals on the road trip. Five oh, okay. Goals, yeah. So and that's I, not normal Leaf play. I, yeah, this I also, isn't a crisis. This isn't a crisis. I've also read that their PDO and their shot percentage is down. PDO basically measures luck. Sort of. It measures. Uh, it is your save percentage plus your shooting percentage. It is not a be all end all of no. luck. But if it's redonkulously high or redonkulously low, um, you can usually bet on. A correction coming. So if it's ridiculously low right now, great. I don't know how ridiculously low it would be, but I do know their sh- save or their shot percentage yeah. is pretty low. I would love to know what it is on the whole on the season as a whole. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but anyway, it, it, you know, it, regardless of that, I think the Leafs are they're due to at least correct and come back to where they somewhere in the middle, if not go on a hot streak. Because remember, this is a team that really wants it. This is a team. This is a, these are players that really want it. You telling me these young players don't want to go to the playoffs and surprise everybody and put their fingers in the air like, ah, we did it. You know what I like to pay attention to is um, I try to imagine what the headline is going to be the next day mm. as the game goes. So a lot of a lot of them get erased. Brian Boyle winning a faceoff. Nikita Zaitsev scores a goal that got erased. That was about to be a headline. Freddie Anderson shutting out the LA Kings. Could have happened. It wasn't far off. Mm -hmm. The puck went off his visor, man. (laughs) Why? It was going high and wide. It was going nowhere near the net. This is what happens when these Europeans come in and they wear their visors. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Don was onto something. If it hit him in his face, his face is squishy (laughs) and it would have gone behind the net. These Russians... They, uh, Pitesov, whatever his name, Pites. he, he would have been, uh, they got to bench this Pitesov kid. Um, Leafs sit 10th in the league in PDO on the entire season at 1.004. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's not, so they are a luckier team, I guess, if yeah, you go by that scale. Average. Yeah, it is so close to average, so... I'm guessing their save percentage is a wee bit low, and it's their shooting percentage is a wee bit high. 92. There you go. 92%? Yeah. Uh, well, 0.092. Oh, Sorry. yeah. Here, wait, let me see. So, yeah. 9. Yeah. Okay. 92. Okay. Because when you say 92, I was like, 92? No, 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 no. It's 9. It's 9. It's 9%. It's displayed yeah. stupidly. Yeah, 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Save it. Yes, yes, it is. It is, it is. Point zero nine two is the yes. 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 Okay. It's displayed in a... It's displayed Not, It's a little yeah. different, Jesse. It's no, a little... Same thing. Tell what me would, how I'm wrong. What would 92% then me. be? Like, I need a stat site for morons like me. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't make it go through the extra filter of wait. Uh, that's well, nine percent. And, and I have to be honest. I'm too dumb for that. As much I as I love, time. as much as I love the advanced stats community, and I do, and I follow a bunch of them on Twitter, and and, and I can't yeah. profess to be among them. I support it, but I can't because I don't understand how this happens or how this works. And the other thing is, when they're tweeting, sometimes I'm like, guys. You realize that 99% of the people, and my percentages are a little bit bad, but 10 to 70% of the people that follow you have no idea what you're talking about right now. One day, I turned my back, turned around, and every hockey stat started with an X. When did that happen? X goals, X... I I don't get it, guys, and I tap out. I know I sound like an old man screaming at a cloud, but I I need... This is one of those things I look up in the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, I'm too well, busy having fun. I'm covering no. And the other thing I'm is, done. I think if you're if you're an advanced stats person, your goal is to get your message out there. No, that's the goal. No. That should be the goal. <laughs> no, the goal should yeah. be to get the message out you there. No, why to should prove they have to point? dumb down their message for dummies? Because the majority dumb, world dumb, of dummies. the world are are dummies yeah. in comparison, the and that's okay. Is to talk to the people who already know. Yeah. Any no, idiot. you don't talk to the people no. who already know. You talk to people who don't yeah, know. Don't wanna, explain don't it in terms no. that people will understand. That's why Einstein was a genius. Any he can idiot, explain things in, ter- in yes. normal people's terms. Any idiot can make something complicated. It takes a genius to make something simple. Yes. <sighs> I, I think that's a bastardization of the actual I like phrase. It. I'll attribute that I'm to you. Dumb. You can have and that. This has been established. Um, Nine two. So <laughs> I think they'll be fine. I'm now gonna, they could play, I'm and again, this is the scary thing. They could play perfectly fine, be above five hundred, get those twelve wins that you were talking about there, Adam. Still miss. It is what it is, man. Can so I you pl- want to make the playoffs? Can I play some? Uh, 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 Toronto is the center of the universe talk for you. Uh, that hasn't been the opening segment so far? Uh, well, I mean, we are... A le- Listen, anybody has a problem with the fact that Steve Dangle podcast, Steve Dangle of Leaf fan reaction videos, has. if anybody has an issue with this being a Leaf-centric podcast, it's Leaf-centric podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I was going through our uh, listenership over the last 30 days, uh-huh. and I think it was like half the cities in the top 50 were from Ontario, but there were a few surprises. Like what? Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow. Oh. Um, in the was, top 50? It was number 50, but it was there. <laughs> That's still top 50. Um, there was it. one like in the top 20, top 25, and I have a feeling it's an error of some kind. It's a city in Arizona called Surprise. <laughs> no, I, I know of Surprise. Yo, the Matthews family. Is that actually a place? Yeah, a dude lives there who listens all the time. He's going to just be one guy. Know, he's going to tweet us and he's going to let us know. That's actually <laughs> Surprise Arizona has a long and storied history. Back in the US Mexican War. Uh, and San Francisco I, is also uh, I think I think San Francisco might be top 10. That doesn't surprise me as much. Californians Shocks love their me. hockey. It's where are you going to get your coverage from yeah. if you live in California? I was in San Francisco. If you want to hear college football, it's everywhere. I went yeah. in a hat store, and it's baseball and football and basketball hats as far as the eye can see. And then there's a little corner with like a couple ducks and sharks hats. That's it. Wow. That's all they got. And a couple kings hats. I am sort of surprised. San Jose is close to the Bay Area, right? You figure there would be a lot more shark stuff, and there's nothing. Well, but there's close to nothing. Why? Why did the NHL choose San Jose over San Francisco? 
That that's a history lesson. I'd like to go back and find that out. But that's interesting. You know, I, San Francisco doesn't even have a minor league team. The last team they had, and I don't even remember what league it was, was the San Francisco Spiders. That's a cool name. They had a cool logo. At least too. they're look not at, the Wildcats. Yeah, the San Francisco <laughs> Wildcats. The Sourdoughs. The Hills. The Golden Knights. The Broken Bricks. No, would they be the Francisco Golden Knights? The, you know <laughs> what? They're not the Las Vegas Golden no, Knights. No, beca- because yeah, no, I think they would be the San. Like the city would be San, uh-huh. and their name would be Franciscans. <laughs> Oh my God, Sam! No, <laughs> yeah, no, man. Mm-hmm. That's how it would be. I want to hear some Toronto. Oh, the center of the Toronto, universe. Talk center of the universe. I, talk. Comes from Adam you. has such a hard job. Comes to us. I don't. I, I've been throwing us off all day today. It's actually your you job is to keep me on track, and I'm just like, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Monkey wrench. <laughs> Monkey wrench. Um, no, I I want to talk to you about a former Toronto Maple Leafs coach. Who had some stuff to say. I believe we have almost enough of that injected into our lineup. And then the second, and then we're not as good defensively. So we have players that come in that weren't, that didn't get here because they have those great sticks, those great reads naturally that has to be developed. And it's going to take time to develop that. The, uh, the next piece to that was I felt we chased games early and never built the right mindset into not chasing the game. So you got a good bunch of guys. The mistakes that I made, I did a, just a, a horrible job in relation to my my colleague Mike Babcock in selling our age and the mistakes. So when they've lost a game, it's a, just a wonderful uh, learning experience and they win. It's a triumph of character and we have the opposite thing going on here, right? So, but that's my choice because I don't ever want to walk into a season and say we're not here to win the Stanley Cup. Just, I feel that way about this year. So we would get into games and chase those games a bit. So, yeah. So okay, here's here's what I get from that, and then yeah. I'm going to let you take sure, it. Sure. Okay. Sure, so sure. I'm I'm doing a bad job of spinning the games. My colleague Mike Babcock is doing a much better job of spinning yeah. spinning the Leafs wins and the Leafs losses. No. Um, and I should, I should be better at that, but I'm not going to do that Mm. because I, I believe that every year should be a Stanley cup year. Mm -hmm. So you're complaining about the way Mike Babcock spins a game in your words. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're saying that you would never do that, even though somebody else should somehow have to pick up on that and pick up that story for you. First of all, I don't get that. Yeah, heading into what I'm about to say, let's all remember that I went to bat heavily for Paul Maurice a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, it's going to be really hard for the Jets to make the playoffs without Paul Maurice because he's uh, out week to week with a shoulder injury from reaching around and patting himself on his back. <laughs> second of all, or third of all, whatever one we're on, if I can quote Ricky X3, from Trailer Park actually. Boys. actually. X3, that's right. XB. Uh, uh, that's right. Paul, Point XB. Mr. Maurice, not that I have the coaching experience that you do, but head in your own boat there, bud. Head in your own boat. You worry about the Jets, let Babcock worry about the Leafs. Because it'd be one thing if what you're saying is true, it would still be irrelevant because it doesn't help your Jets at all. Mm-hmm. But that's that is incorrect, Paul. That is a fallacy. And for as much as Toronto is the center of the universe, and gosh darn it, I wish Sportsnet and TSN and everyone else would stop covering the Leafs so much. For all the coverage of the Leafs, if you had read any of it, you would know that that's not too. Uh, that's not true. Babcock grills Leafs all the time. Grills Freddie. Grills Willie publicly. He grills guys all the time. 
for losses. Sits JVR for like an entire third period. Yeah, he benched a four plus million dollar player, bunched, uh, benched Who's a worth team probably USA player, and, and not putting any pressure on Ten. on the Leafs. <laughs> Not not putting any pressure on on his young team. Well, gosh darn it, there, Paul. If you had paid attention to the World Cup, Mike Babcock actually has such a resume that he got the opportunity to be head coach at Team Canada. Uh, you may have heard of him. Um, there, he after Team Canada won that thing, that little tournament there, he said to the media, "This is just a sign of what's to come in Toronto." He said that on the biggest stage in hockey at the time before the season even began. So don't tell me he doesn't put pressure on the Leafs because that is wrong and that is just you deflecting. Head in your own boat. Worry about your own race. Which, by the way, is not related to the Leafs race. It's in the West. It might also point out, when when Paul Maurice took over. Yeah. uh, And actually, I'm going to shout out Jeff Blair. For writing an article yeah. and and shouting was, this it was out, a very good article, a very very yeah. good article on it. Good good take on it. He check gets it out. Too much flack. Yeah, I like Jeff, Jeff Blair. Blair. Yeah, well, he's honestly his his articles are so are a lot of fun to read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why they they completely go every uh, go over people's heads. They yeah, because it's because they're it's very smart. Mm-hmm. What was the one the league should have rigged the lottery so that the Leafs got McDavid? Do you know how many just. Un deeply unfunny people in Edmonton, <laughs> deeply in their core, in their soul, unfunny mm. people did not get that. Come on, but that's a fun article. <laughs> like, he, that's Jeff, Jeff Blair. Jeff must have been at home writing that article, going, "The comments on this are going to be great." <laughs> I don't I can't even wait. Here, here, no, Jeff doesn't put that much thought into it. Here, here's what his thought on that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's so what he that thought. specifically is so good because the argument is fair for the health, <laughs> the health of the NHL. The best player should be in the biggest market. Absolutely, in, absolutely. In any league, LeBron should be playing in New York mm-hmm. for the health of the NBA. Furthermore, so, they should fold the Oilers. Exactly. <laughs> you want to make money? Fold, fold that. <laughs> so it's genius to write that article. Blair, I love Jeff. Blair. So, so here's the here's what Jeff Blair points out in his article. He's like, let's not forget that when you took over for Claude Noel in 2014-2015, you had already at your disposal. Dustin Bufflin, Blake Wheeler, Andrew Ladd, Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, Tyler Myers, and Ryan Little. And that's before Babcock landed his best player this year, Austin Matthews. And let's not forget that last year, Winnipeg had much the same team. Pretty much the same team. Almost identical. And they were pretty bad, so they got the second best player in the draft, Patrick Laine, who's come in and had a definitely, I don't know whether he wins the Calder or not, but he's definitely number two if he doesn't. I'm calling it right now, he will. I'm calling I it right think now, he Patrick Laine will win I think Calder. He I think he wins the Calder. You're both wrong. I don't think it matters, but I, 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 yeah, think, I, don't, I could actually I care less. wrong matters. No. <laughs> I could care less because Austin Matthews to me is the better player. I just feel like I, and, and, and an overall player. I get it. I get it. We didn't have a Mark Shifley. Winnipeg had a Mark Shifley. Patrick Line, Mark Shifley worked beautifully together. I'm not even going to give, I'm not even going to like contextualize it. I think they're just going to say, Hey, there were, there was a really good rookie crop this year and we're going to give it to the guy who has the most points. And that's fine because that's what happens most yeah that's a okay they okay to me so i don't care so i i wonder here if i, I it's, you don't it's, have a goalie again paul 
that's what it is, right? Like, I mean, it was like when before Montreal fired Mark Michel yeah. Therrien, I said Montreal seems to be really bad at diagnosing their own weaknesses. However, though, no, I don't think this is his fault, though, because it recently came out that the decision to demote Pavlik at the beginning of the season was Maurice. He's like, I can't do it with this guy. So they went to Hutchison, who has been disappointing, and Hellebuck, who has made improvements. He's been pretty good. He's the only. He's the reason they have an even outside shot at a playoff spot right now. So we got to commend Maurice for that. But head in your own boat. Like I don't. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Their the goaltending is not good enough to and make he, that comparison. And, and he, I, if he's not having those conversations publicly, he ought to be having them privately. I don't. It doesn't matter that Hellebuck might be good one day. He needs to be good next year because yeah. this team is coming into a window. They, or at least they should be. They have the talent. I, I'm still, I'm still hung up on what he said. Like, is he trying to say that the the, the Toronto Maple Leafs have less pressure on them than the <laughs> Winnipeg Jets? Like, I'm just again not to pull that card, but are you actually out of your mind? Especially as a guy, Paul, who coached you coached here. here. You know, are you nuts? I. I just I don't understand the comparison. I think that's I don't understand. I think there's a little bit of jealousy there. I think that's professional jealousy. <laughs> now, period. I, I End of story. Give, I want to give Paul Maurice the benefit of the doubt that that's not the way he meant it to come across, but that's the way it comes across. <coughs> that's a hundred percent the way. I, I don't read know it. how he could. Here's the thing. Sometimes when you look at a situation like that and you and you go, okay, um, here's how he meant it for it to come across, and here's how it came across, right? Yeah. Like, it was like the Joe Trudeau thing when Sean Spicer uh, said, uh, J- J- Trudeau, and they, everyone was like, oh, he said just, he said Joe Trudeau, he doesn't know who that is. Uh, obviously, in that particular case, he just made a mistake, all right? He just, he flubbed a line, who cares? One of a and consistent did, string of yes, mistakes. Yes, but that particular time, I think he knew Justin Trudeau's name, right? So... So we'll give him that one. I don't know what Paul Maurice was trying to say. If he wasn't trying to say what he said... He didn't flub a word. He flubbed a, a paragraph well, of, of yeah, and, yeah. And, but what, If there is an alternate, if there is an alternate message there, what is it? And that's yeah. what I can't figure out. It, like He's trying to say there's no pressure on the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year. Because there Babcock's is, good at spinning. Yeah. Meanwhile, there is pressure on the... Obvious Stanley Cup favorite Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Coming into the season, it was all we could talk about. How the Winnipeg Jets were contenders for the playoffs, and therefore the Stanley Cup. What are you talking about, Paul? I don't get it. Also, I don't understand. Also, obviously your goal at the beginning of every season is to win the Stanley Cup. No. But, no. No. But, no. That's but, not true. You know what? How Bob about was- some realism? <laughs> Like that'd be like the Florida Panthers or not the Florida the Arizona Coyotes coming in and going, This is our year. Let's yeah. load up, kids. Like Let's do it. <laughs> Hansel, you're staying. Babcock friggin' comes to the season opening press conference wearing sweatpants, holding a beer with a half smoked dart, go you know, hasn't shaved in three days and going, you know, I don't uh, I don't really think we have a snowball's chance in hell at the playoffs <laughs> a little on the Stanley Cup. I don't know how you expect us to win a cup when we can't even make it to the thing where, you, you know, you used to qualify. Um, so, I don't know, maybe go talk about the Jets there. That's a pretty good team. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, if I had to pick a cup favorite right now, it'd probably be the Blackhawks, the Capitals, and the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> what are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Like, I don't understand what he was trying to say. And you know what? Paul Maurice should have some pressure on him. To That team is good enough to be in the second round at least. 
That is They're a good. To make the playoffs. That is a damn good hockey team. That I is way so. too much talent to not be in the playoffs. I don't think it's unreasonable to say they are expected to make the playoffs next year. I think they should have been expected to make it this year. Eh, I get it though. They're going at it with a rookie goalie. I get it. Which is their effing problem. Yeah. That's the point. Get your goaltender sorted. We talked about this when the Leafs didn't have I don't Anderson. Understand. I'm just I'm like I, I I don't I don't get okay, I understand development of a goaltender. Okay, I get that. But your backup goaltender is gonna play between thirty five uh, thirty and thirty five games. So you're Hutchison's telling me it's not good enough. Well, but Hellebuck, that's my point, is it go get, the goalie market is soft. James James Reimer was a free agent from Manitoba. You could have brought him in and had him and Hellebuck, Reimer could have started 50, Hellebuck does 32, and then there's your season. Like, why? Ben Bishop was just traded. Ben Bishop was just traded. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. Third, fourth? Yeah. Something like that. You don't don't have that? What about Oh, and or you can't like. I mean, maybe they go out and they sign Ryan Miller this offseason. I don't know, but the the for, the point is, I don't think they. I, I think you need to have a veteran presence in there because Hellebuck is clearly not the goalie yet. So why not have a guy for another for another couple of years until you're like, now Hellebuck's the guy. We got we're good. I, I think Maurice would listen to that part of the conversation at very least and be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense to me. That makes perfect sense. And Chevy, you know what he would say. <laughs> <laughs> what a useless general manager. I mean, like that guy I, does nothing. What was it that the there was a website? Nothing. There was a website, a nation's website that did a uh, what was it? A comparison: the, the Vancouver Nation. Canucks versus a potato in the draft. <laughs> wasn't it the Vancouver Canucks versus a potato in the no, potato draft? It, it was oh. Leafs. Wasn't it Leafs? Versus no, potato? it was the Canucks. No, Canucks the, versus Canucks. a potato. No, no. So, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So you're confusing two things. Pension plan puppets did Dave Nonus versus a potato. Oh, there we go. okay. In the summer. Uh huh. Okay. And the Canucks did. Canucks Army did um, the Canucks draft record versus Sham Sharon, which was their <laughs> robotic algorithm for drafting. Right. Which annihilated right <laughs> annihilated the Canucks draft record so maybe he looks at that and goes if I do nothing if I do absolutely nothing then at worst I'm still better than m- half the general managers in the league oh, and he this... might be right he might be right maybe he's he's assembled quite the team maybe uh, anyway so we gotta take a break we're like long overdue when we come back we're gonna talk about this Eric Fair to Vegas rumor that is very interesting in that it was a discussion that became a rumor and had no actual substantial <laughs> sources but we'll, we'll yeah, talk more. we'll talk about that, that yeah. uh, when we come back on Sportsnet 590 The Fan so Jesse has something Jesse and Steve you guys have something that you found during the break yeah Jesse was showing me something so he brought up on NHLTradeTracker.com which I'm on like every day um, the Jets trading record and therefore Kevin Cheveldayoff's trading record as Jets GM hasn't yes. he made like two so we look at the first page, and the transactions go back to 2014, and we're only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven transactions down. Yeah, so I'm on this site, like I said, every day. They must be, I'd have to go through and confirm, they must be the only team in the entire league um, where you can look at the most recent transaction and a trade from 2014 is still visible on the page. So we, I just picked the team out of the, uh, out of a hat. I go the Panthers. What's the most recent trade? So if you look at the exact same amount of time that went by, it's 2016, 
for the last year seventh transaction he doesn't yeah. make moves you mean you mean the year that just finished two months ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make moves um like there are a few cities that unfortunately i'm sure they're nice places but they're cursed with it's difficult to bring free agents there i think winnipeg is one of those cities one of those five or ten cities they don't make trades they don't make like jesse what are the what are the seven trades you can see and, um, and read the dates. Do you want which order do you want to start with? Um, newest, newest, most recent. Drew Stafford for a conditional sixth round pick. That that's, was March first. That's a fine trade. You that's get a, a pick trade. for a player you weren't going to use. Good After for that, you. We jumped to June twenty fourth of last year. Wow, twenty sixteen. Twenty. So that's just before the draft. So, so <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> the last trade the Jets made was at the draft. Yeah. Uh, so we go from March first. That was two days before I got engaged. By the way, <laughs> just so you know, I was in I was in London preparing to propose to my fiance. Oh my god! So we go from March first to June twenty fourth. That's when they nine acquired months. a first round pick and a third round pick from the Flyers for a first and a second. Great, good trade. Mm-hmm. Great. So wait, who did the Jets move up? Uh, the Jets moved up. Yes. Who did they get? Uh, Logan Stanley, they took 18th. Okay, and who the Flyers get? Uh, German Rubstoff. Okay, interesting. Probably not from Germany. Just going to throw that out there. We don't know. That's controversial, Adam. Not going to Google it. What else we got, Jesse? Not going to Google it. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Not important. Yeah, Yeah, we're doing something. Move through it, move through it. (laughs) Uh, We jump from June 24th to February 25th. So probably around the trade deadline. Where they traded Marco Dano. A first-round pick. Oh, they acquired Marco Dano, a first-round pick, and a third-round pick for Andrew Ladd, Jay Harrison, Chicago. and Matt Frazier. Big deal. Yes. Big. That was good. That was a really good trade. Sure. Here's, here's something fun. We jumped from February 25th, 2016, to March 1st, 2015. And that's the Evander Kane deal. No, that's Lee Stepniak they acquired <laughs> for Carl Klingberg. Is that oh when they were going God. to the playoffs? I, I, I think they were that. going to the playoffs that year, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a whole year? I, I, don't, I don't know. So we went almost a year in between moves. Yeah, I, th- I think you're... No, that was... What year did they make the playoffs? I, don't I think know. it was 2015. 2015, yeah. Oh, my God. After that, a few days before that, five days before that, they acquired Yuri Talusti for a sixth and a third from the, from the Good Hurricanes. trade. Good sure. trade. Sure. Um, a couple weeks before that, they acquired Brendan Lemieux, uh, Drew Stafford, Tyler Myers, and a first for Zach Bogosian, Evander Kane. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah. Basically, Sheveldayov makes an annual trade mm-hmm. that is on, big on alternating years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and never for a goalie. Come on! And then there are four transactions that happened in 2014. I wasn't even asking to make a trade. Sign James Reimer. <laughs> Sign anybody. <laughs> you know, okay, I think, I think the Panthers got to be given, and Reimer has to be given some credit. For that's a good match. It's a really good match. Reimer and Winnipeg's a good match too, man. Well, I think a Reimer Hellebuck uh, tandem could have been interesting. Um, but you've I, so many people have been like, you know, Reimer's a good goalie, but I don't see him as a true starter. He's a good goalie and not a true starter in Florida. It's a perfect situation for but, him. But would he not be the same when you're transitioning Connor Hellebuck? Well, it's one thing when your partner is. Roberto Luongo, and yeah. it's another one. It's rookie Connor Hellebuck. But you're coming home. 
I don't your know. Diddy, dirty money coming home. Be different. From, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good match, though. It is. It worked out well in Florida, and that's not to say Winnipeg didn't offer him something. It might actually be working out too well. <laughs> it might be working out too yeah. well. Come on, James. Jesus. <laughs> Stop being so good, James. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, poor Roberto's been in this situation before. Um, <laughs> Eric, Eric Farrah to Las Vegas. So here's the deal. The word on the street, and this is how sensitive Leafs news is. And the this street is, is Twitter. Uh, the street is Twitter. <laughs> word on the tweet. Um, Nothing for that. Yeah, no. <laughs> there is a full-on piece of conjecture floating around out there that Whoa. originated on Hockey Central. Now, it is Ooh, Doug McLean and Nick oh. Kiprios okay. talking about why, trying to figure out why the Leafs acquired Eric Fair, which I have to admit, I'm a little perplexed by as well, unless a fourth-round pick is worth $2 million in salary these days, which it might be. Yeah. And also, so. you, got a good, uh, you got a good relationship with Jim Rutherford. Maybe you're helping him out. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's something in the works down the road that you're working on. I don't know. I don't pretend to know what's going on. But basically, the idea is this. The discussion was, um, the, you know, the rationale for taking Eric Ferry is that you can expose him, right? The Leafs had a bit of an issue with, who do you expose? Because we don't have anybody that's eligible, right? <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. Which only the Leafs could have this year. Right? I mean, good they didn't have this, the 70-40 rule or whatever it is. Eric Fair fits that. Mm. The other thing is, Eric Fair signed his contract, I believe, out of Washington to Pittsburgh, but played for George McPhee when George McPhee was the GM of the Washington That's Capitals. Yeah. yeah, he was so on that team. So, he's 31 years old, probably not done. That's it? Yeah. Oh, come on. He's, he's $2 million. He apparently, well, he won a cup last year. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy, if you're George McPhee, and he's got one year left at $2 bucks. that to me is an easy pick. Now, the the conjecture part comes in, and this is, again, not Doug McLean or Nick Kiprios' fault, but this just shows you the way information travels now. They said, well, I'm sure Lou, or they didn't say even I'm sure, it was like, well, maybe Lou has a deal with George McPhee that, that they're going to take him and the Leafs will send another asset his way if he promises to take Eric Fair in the expansion draft. And maybe it's the fourth. Which maybe yeah. it's the fourth. And maybe and that's that's fair. Yeah. It's Eric Fair, you might say. Oh, um, <laughs> oh you set yourself up. Uh, <laughs> Word t- on the tweet got nothing. <laughs> Come on. But Trash. so it's a fair comment to make, but it is at this point just a hypothesis. Okay. Right? Oof, what a word. So then a piece is is done by a Vegas hockey blog, which, by the way, already exists. Smart Insider Vegas. <laughs> Smart Insider. <laughs> and they say, you know, what are the chances that something like this could happen? And then, bang, it's a rumor. And then all the aggregating sites are all over it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like hockey rumors and trades. Oh, <laughs> smart insider man. All the smart- only marks this as a sim four at the moment. So everyone needs to no no no. But, but calm down. Smart insider man is hearing. Is hearing. He's been a little quiet. Yes, he has been a little quiet. I think he's gone into hiding, looking for the truth. Well, sometimes the truth requires some digging. Especially- Any good journalist, like smart insider man, would know that. Now, I like I'm I'm. So George McPhee, I assume, has his job because he is a smart man. Um, and he is on the inside. Yeah, he, is, he sure is. It's what counts. Do you want? Do you want Eric Fair 
or Josh Levo? Or you want Eric Fair or Alexi Marchenko? Or you want Eric Fair or Seth Griffith? Or you want Eric Fair or Connor Brown? Like one of those guys is going to be left exposed. I highly doubt it's Connor Brown. One of those guys is probably going to be left exposed. You want Eric Fair or Martin Marinson? You might answer Eric Fair to one or two of those. But for the most part, those are young pieces under 25 mm-hmm. that you could probably use. Yeah. Or do you want this wily veteran guy who you trust and have a history with to guide what should be a young and, let's be honest, probably crappy team? Yeah. And I, I think in that particular case, why the heck not? Right. I mean, why wouldn't I mean, I, I get taking a Seth Griffith. I get taking a Marchenko or a, Mar- a Marinson or whatever. Um, but Eric Fair could be your and, and a, a lesser version of a Brian Boyle. Your fourth line centerman who can who is just there who who you know can win some faceoffs and and plays a useful role, but really at the end of the day, I mean, this guy played on a Stanley Cup winning team in Pittsburgh last year. Don't tell me he's not somewhat still useful. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend the deal ends up being something along the lines of the Leafs give Vegas the fourth, the fourth Pittsburgh's four. Yep, the Leafs. You know who the Leafs lost in the expansion draft? Frank Corrado. That's who they lost. The trade was Frank Corrado for Alexi, Alexi, that guy, um, Eric Fair, and a fourth. You lost Frank Corrado. Would you take that? I'll take that. Okay, that's fine. I'll totally take that. That's fine. There'll be people among us who are like, no. In the expansion draft? (laughs) Now, here's here's what is going to be exhausting, and I can almost guarantee I'll be guilty of it when the time comes. Every blog, every... Insider, every whatever, everyone who covers any team in the league is going to write about how their team lost a player to Vegas, and it was a mistake to leave them exposed. What's the matter with you? You left Seth Griffith exposed? Are you out of your mind? How could you? Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. How could you lose that player? But two of those players on that list that I mentioned are waiver claims. How angry could you be? Asset management. If they Mm -hmm. lose Marchenko. Mm -hmm. How angry could you be if they lose Griffith? Especially if the Leafs are going to go out and get a defenseman this offseason, which you think they will. Yeah. And I know I sound flippant, uh, you know, and blasé about the Leafs losing a player. Every team is going to lose a player. One player. Okay. And for some of them, it might be a really, really good player. And for others, it'll be an AHL waiver claim type tweener. Who would you rather lose? The Leafs are in the best position, I think, of any NHL team or, you know, one of the top five positions. But they're still going to lose somebody mm-hmm. because everyone is. Every NHL team is going to be weaker after the expansion. Now, does does Vegas, do they make 23 selections for a roster or do they make a full 30? Uh, it'll be I think 30. it's every team. Full yeah. 30. Well, that makes every sense because you got to fill out your, your organizational depth too, They right? can have a max of 50 contracts. Oh, geez, plus a minor league team. Mm-hmm. And right now they got one. <laughs> they got one guy. A Duke becomes a knight. Oh, was the headline yesterday. It was everywhere. Uh. And if they sign Dwight King and have Ben Bishop, they'll have like close to a whole chess set. <laughs> That'd be would, cool. It would be cool. Isn't it sad that Dwight Qu- King is no longer a king? It's bullcrap is what it is. Is there anybody named Rook in the league? Ooh. Oh, if you are a Rook. Yeah. Whoever their first, over, like their first round pick, there's whoever no, that is. There's no queen. That'll be their Rook. Hmm. Oh, queen. I'm trying to think of all the other chess pieces. I don't actually know how to play chess. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's. I'm not an old man at the park in uh, grade eight. 
Wow. We went, to, we went to the chess tournament, and our team won. I think it was one. We were one, one, and one in the prelims, and that did not qualify us for the playoffs, unfortunately. Uh, I, we got a participation ribbon, and I won the one match for our team. Typical millennial. <laughs> I bet that's framed in your living hey, room. Hey, uh, I guess Jesse's going to be out for four to six weeks with a shoulder injury for patting himself on the back on that <laughs> oh, one. Because Jesse Paul Maurice Blake. How he carried his chest team. <laughs> I did. I'm Jesse sorry. was his a chest team's Greg. <laughs> a king amongst pawns. <laughs> he, was, he was his chest team's Greg Jennings. <laughs> oh, I put the team on my back, though. <laughs> Man. He broke his rook, <laughs> but puts a team on his back. No, <laughs> my fingers were broken. <laughs> Touchdown! I'm, Checkmate! I'm not, not going to lie to you, man. <laughs> Chess tournament, I would rather sew my eyelids to carpet. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, Jesus! I really would. <laughs> it's what a visual. <laughs> just I can see it. You can't. Oh my god. That's terrible. I just rather. Anyway, hey, we got to go on Sportsnet 590, the fan. But in the offline portion, we got to talk about Joe Thurdenman <laughs> and his 1,000th assist. Wow. Which thankfully did not happen against the Toronto Maple Leafs. It could have. And we need very to talk well about if he was a decent player at all, it would have been his 1,000th goal. Am I right? Ah. <laughs> Everybody. Also, the GM meetings. They're, they're discussing some interesting things, but it'll probably lead to nothing because it's the GM meetings. Did you, did you see that Mark Berge, Bergevin uh, hid <laughs> behind a plant? Yeah. He's pretty cute. And how cheeky uh, and playful that was? Wow. Let's Prager talk about that laughing. for 24 straight hours. Yeah, I think, I think what we need is that from 50 different angles. Everybody on there, I, I, please retweet that one more time and send it. Please. We, we need to talk about how, how he was covert getting some information. Smart insider man. I'm hearing it was a palm tree. That story is the definition of oh, 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 Dad jokes. You can download this podcast at sportsnet.ca or any place podcasts are found, like uh, iTunes or Podstitcher. Um, hey, or it's brought. Google to, Play. It's brought to you by that too. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. God, that Mark that Mark Bergevin is such a scamp. It's uh. like it's like where'd he go? <laughs> I, He's behind the plants. And oh, Mark, who knew that plants could walk like that and have such nice genes? Oh my! Who knew that the GMs could be so funny? Did that? Wait, hold on. Is that an Oddish? Oh no, that's Mark Bergevin. Oh, <laughs> oh. I thought it was a vile plume. <laughs> There's the guy who tried to peek into my Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Oh, the stuff. Uh, know the number. Who no, has? No, here, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, ahead Steve. I, I wanted to say what traitors, what absolute traitors to entertainment. The people who got upset at Colby Armstrong and Ryan Whitney are. For uh, their comments about Ryan Smith. Did you what did they say? That? No, I missed no. that. Okay, so a clip went out there without any context at all. Because context, context yeah. has, has basically ceased to exist yeah. in the internet age. And again, Oilers fans, like, I'm trying to work with you guys. I'm trying to work with you, but you were wrong on this one, okay? You were wrong. So here's what happened. Um, Jeff Merrick goes, oh, you know what it was? It was... The Carey Price, it was the Canadians 
Predators game. P.K. Subban's return. Carey Price is having a drink of water at his bench, right next to P.K. Subban, and he squirts a little squirt of water over his shoulder at P.K., <laughs> and they share a laugh, and isn't that, isn't that, Oh, it's pretty funny. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is just a step above Mark Bergevin hiding behind a plant. It's right. not that funny, but it is worth capturing on camera and sharing with the public. That's about it. Okay. Do you now? Now I have the clip. Oh, do you, you want to introduce now, the clip? Do you have part of the clip? I have fifty-five seconds. That's got to be enough, yeah. right? That's got to be the clip. It's on Oilers Nation. I, you know, 100% wrong. Oilers <laughs> Nation needs to wear this. Sportsnet mocks Ryan Smith. Oilers Nation. <laughs> that, oh, my God. It, by Those the way, Matt Anderson, nice, wrong nice headline. That is like that is literally akin to going, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what could offend Canadians more than Sportsnet mocks Ryan Smith. <laughs> Like who wrote this? Matt Henderson is his name. Man wrong. takes Matt, dump on Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like Justin Bieber wipes ass with Oilers logo. That's what he wrote. That's that's the only more inflammatory. Co- like literally, that's the most the worst you could do. So here's what happens: Jeff Merrick, who has just been again ludicrous in the early 2000s, banger after banger after banger. He had a great trade deadline, and I thought he and Colby and Ryan Whitney were great during this game. Okay, so Merrick goes, "What's the greatest?" on ice prank that you were ever part of. Okay. And so what, what could Colby have talked about? Oh, one time we taped someone's skates. Oh, one time there was a rookie on our team and we made him do a lap in front of, I remember that. It was bad. It was really bad. How, how utterly embarrassing that thing that has happened no less than 3500 times it's boring you know it's why boring. because none of the none of the stories are repeatable on the air exactly <laughs> so colby repeated one and it wasn't that bad so ryan smith is on the oilers forever oilers hero ryan smith i have nothing against that i think you mean islanders legend ryan smith well then he gets traded to the islanders and he has that press conference yeah where he talks about if we win the stanley cup we're going to bring it back to Edmonton. And that's fine. It was an emotional moment. Yeah. It's fine that Ryan Smith cried. It's fine. He earned it. And he also earned the trade. You know, he wanted to go to a contender. Okay, fine. And the Oilers got a good haul. It's not Oilers fans' fault or the Islanders' fault that the Oilers didn't do anything with the sea of picks that they were given in that trade. Um, so then, Islanders, you know, it doesn't work out. Uh, next season, Ryan Smith signs with the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Colby Armstrong is on the Atlanta Thrashers. And I guess he's on the bench at this time. Ryan Smith lines up for a face-off next to the Thrashers bench. And the way Colby tells the story is... Do you want me to play it? And that's where it picks up. Okay. I, I, only if you want me to play it. No, no, because now I have provided context to the clip. Yeah. So he leaves and goes from Edmonton to the Islanders the year before. I'm with Atlanta, now play him the next year. He's in Colorado. Yeah. And we're all sitting on the bench, and he lines up for the faceoff in front of us, and all whole bench at the same time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 16 guys. We're making oh, that's pretty funny, guys. actually. And then one guy goes, we're bringing the cup back to Edmonton. No, that's relentless. This is the uh, video that Colby was referencing in trade deadline 207. 
and win that cup so I can bring it down here in Edmonton. That's where my heart is. Bring the cup back to, to what do you think? Dennis Popman and Billy Smith were still there? The Islanders are gonna win the cup. I told both of them wouldn't do this. Promise to work, I wouldn't do this. I oh, he shouldn't have told the story about it. It it's is fun. Okay, that's that's in just game, them breaking him. What's the problem? And also we I, Jesse and Post Prod, can we can we yes. can we boost the volume yes, on that? Yes, Thank yes. you. It's a chirp. It's a it's a chirp. Between hockey guys. Between hockey guys, and it, it wasn't inappropriate. It wasn't the and the clip starts with Colby basically just going, <laughs> making fun of Ryan Arms, uh, Ryan Smith mm-hmm. with no context at all. And how dare they out of nowhere? And I think part of this comes from the Oilers got Ryan Whitney. It didn't really work out. He was kind of injured at the time. And then he threw. And by the way, the insult that Whitney threw was against the Islanders. Yeah. Not it against, wasn't the against the Oilers. Wrong blue and orange team, Oilers fans. Wasn't making fun of yours. He was making fun of the Islanders, and he was right to because they made a huge acquisition at the deadline. Ryan Smith. And barely and made the playoffs. I don't, yeah. I don't think they even won around. We should give Matt Henderson credit who called this in the article, and I quote, Okay. This isn't funny. This is one of the most singularly painful days in Euler history over the last 25 years. <laughs> I think he. I think he's got a sense of humor about End it. Quote. I think he's writing that. I, I think he's writing that with a tongue in cheek. That's good. I no, think he's you writing. Know what? T- That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. And I, I, I give sure? to say, give I Matt like credit. this guy. I follow him all the time. He seems to have a sense of humor. I think he's got a sense of humor what about this. Hell? But that's why I think he wrote the headline. But I okay, think he, I think hilarious. Matt. I think Matt that's also hilarious. knows. That Matt also was like Jeff Blair. We were talking about earlier. Matt knows that. Um, that he, the comments are going to roll in. Do you want a little more from the article? I would love, I would love it. At least we know where we stand with Sportsnet. Your most most painful memories serve as nothing but the punchline of jokes made by former players who are too unqualified to do anything else in their lives but relive the glory of openly mocking players who they could only have called their peers by reasons of technicality. So Matt, Matt is definitely writing this tongue in cheek. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dude, he has to be. No, he's kidding. He's kidding. He's kidding. I think he's kidding because he's kidding. He's he's a funny guy. But so many tweets that I saw that night were not were that but serious. They were mad. Maybe maybe Oilers fans forgot you were a punchline. Your team was a punchline, just like our team was a punchline for 15 years. The punchline well, 10 years. wasn't the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. The so Islanders are bad. How could they? <laughs> I promised Hork I wouldn't how do could this. They? <laughs> all the amazing. You hear, so, I promised Hork I wouldn't do this. It's so fucking funny. That is a very good line. You know yeah. what that is? That is Whitney mocking his own <laughs> shitty Oilers team that he was on that was captained by Sean Horkoff. Comparing Sean Horkoff to Mark Messier. That's the punchline. Yeah. I think, by the way, funny another funny uh, Flames Oilers moment. When I was living in Calgary, I think they re-signed Sean Horkoff yeah. to a two-year $10 million contract in Edmonton. And the Calgary social media person Oh, the flame! Oh, I tweeted. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see it come up on the Flames Twitter. What an idiot! Like, <laughs> how stupid yeah. are the Oilers? And it was like, it was so <laughs> great because he obviously was not logged into his own yeah. Twitter account. Yeah. 
and, and comes up on the Flames Twitter. Idiots! As long as long as we're playing this game of abandoning all entertainment and humor, uh, um, Armstrong and Whitney had their careers cut short by injury, and how dare you make fun of the fact that they're retired players? How, how dare you? How dare you? They would still be playing right now if it weren't for their injuries, and frankly, I demand an apology, actually. <laughs> I, I think Anderson's kidding on this one. He has to I be. I think he's kidding. Uh, a lot of fans weren't. And to them, I would say, fucking relax. <laughs> Have you ever laughed? You know, Have I got to be fair. Once? Be fair to Oilers fans, though. They're usually pretty good about it. Mm, you know what? Of all the fan bases, I've, I've always found them pretty reasonable. And I think it's because Oilers, take a punch, eh? Oilers and Leafs yeah. fans can take a punch. Some yeah. Leafs fans cannot. And I'll. I'll Some Oilers fans cannot. Yeah. Some fans of every fan base cannot, but Oilers fans, on the whole, they're pretty have, good. They've they're I mean, for they're, a fan base that's so accustomed to dark humor, I was just a little I was surprised. A little shocked. Well, it, and it goes back to the Jeff Blair um the the <laughs> Jeff Blair article about Connor McDavid if 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 the league were if, <laughs> if the league's were, if the league was smart because if the league was smart here's how the last two drafts would have gone yeah. Connor McDavid would be a Toronto Maple Leaf and Austin Matthews would be a Coyote we should yep. be thanking 100%. the Oilers that's that's, ex- that's how yeah. it should have if you gone could rig it that's how it would go we should be thanking the Oilers for confirming forever that the drafts are not rigged because <laughs> imagine imagine the conspiracy pieces had Connor McDavid become a oh, Toronto Maple Leaf oh my dear God but <laughs> he went to like. I'm sure if you live in Edmonton, you could admit that that's the worst case scenario for the NHL. Yeah. He could have gone to Toronto, which would have been incredible. He could have gone to Buffalo, which is an, an enormous market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Edmonton. I don't know if <laughs> like, Buffalo is a bigger market than Edmonton, though. Uh, it's in terms of TV markets in the States, it's one of the biggest. For what the NHL yeah, wants Yeah, you're right. Okay. You would be David strengthening, would be huge. you would be fortifying a stronghold. But yeah. they only got Jack Eichel, you guys. Oh. I know. Who comes back Who from injury is a freaking unreal, I'm just yeah, going to say, yeah, unreal. Yeah. He's, anyway, Oilers fans, like, okay, what do you want? Do you want, do you want, here, tell me a time where you squirted water at someone. Tell me a time where you hid behind a plant. Or do you want to hear a hilarious chirp that actually didn't involve any words? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It's not like friggin' uh, uh, Duncan Keith going, wakey, wakey, Bacchus, and friggin' David Bacchus being unconscious <laughs> on the ice. They literally just went, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty funny. Come on, that's bullying, Steve. And did that conversation? You're right. <laughs> did that happen on trade deadline day, like uh, during the coverage? No, no. It was that was during the Canadians Preds game, and oh, the okay. context was Carey Price had just squirted water at PK Subban, and okay. Colby, tell tell a time where you did something cheeky like that. Hey, guess what? Oilers next game mm-hmm. against the New York Islanders tonight. Oh wow. Oh. The the Ryan Smith Bowl, <laughs> the Blue and Orange Bowl. Here we go. The inexplicably missing some of their bottom teeth bowl. Yeah, there you go. And, and we'll throw in the Oklahoma City Barons and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, and we'll just have a big old party of blue and orange, and it'll be crazy. 
And everyone, Ryan Smith Bowl. The Ryan Smith Bowl. It has to be the Ryan Smith Bowl every time they play now. Be full of Ryan Smith jerseys (laughs) and Ben Andres jerseys (laughs) and Ryan Hamilton jerseys, and everyone will just go crazy. Some Scrivezina jerseys. Oh, I'm sure there's some Scrivezina in there. Better be some Scrivezina. Oh my god! And then Ryan Whitney later, after the Ryan Smith part was done, told the story about squirting water that was actually kind of funny. He's making fun of Ryan Malone and how, like, basically unfunny he was, and he would always squirt him with water, and he'd be like, ah, guy again, Whitney, with his raspy Jack Nicholson voice. You have to hear the segment. I'm bastardizing it. It was funny. It's funny. Like, I, you know our show. I'm dying for more shows to be funny. Yes. And, it, like, incorporate humor into hockey. And they try, and everyone goes, how, how dare you? You <laughs> well, son of a bitch. <laughs> You made fun of Ryan Smith, you piece of shit. This is the worst day in Oilers franchise history. Oh, my God. In the last 25 years. Oh, my God. You rat bastard. That's worse than Messier leaving, apparently. Can I... I promised Hork I wouldn't do this. How dare you that that's not funny? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Even Canuck fans would like that. Horkov probably finds that funny. Are those the same people... Who don't want anybody to wear number 66? Oh! Those are the same ah! people, right? Those are the exact same people. Here's here's the thing. I, I got, I had a, a passionate Penguins fan reach out. A passionate Penguins fan Play who up. picked a peck of pickled peppers. Um, Piper, pick a um, That's what man was saying. No, and I, I get, I get the, I get why Penguins fans are upset about it. I do. No, I don't. I, okay. okay, Jesse doesn't. If you're going to be upset about... It's weird. He's usually so willing to compromise. Yeah, really. <laughs> Jesse, hey, what's the what's the website where you can look up who's worn what number? No. Oh, I don't know. Google. There is that website. NHL numbers. Look that up. Oh, wait. Maybe don't do that. So here we go. We got okay. So so the the context of the story, if you if you haven't heard it yet, is Josh Hosang, who has uh, been no stranger to controversy in his young career, was sent home from Islanders camp. I believe it was last season, just for showing up late. Yeah, and they sent him back the to the stairs. CHL, and that like we had a long conversation. But yeah, and he's come up and he's earned his way into the NHL. And they said, "What number do you want to wear?" And he said, "66." <gasps> now what? Mario Lemieux, to to my understanding, has never played for anybody other than the Penguins. No. Um, uh, yeah, just the thing. And sixty-six up, if you want. Anything. No, I don't. I don't want sixty-six. Oh, oh okay. I want the number four. All right. Can you look up the number four? I will. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Which, by the way, no one gives a shit if you wear the number four. Yeah. My point. Fine players. All right. Who's wearing number four right now? Currently. All right. Let's find. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I have to find. It's okay. I would love to know how many players currently wear number four. Yeah, that's what. That's what I'm. I want to know. I don't think there are any. Okay, well, recently that. Michael Delzato wore it in 2014. Okay. Oh, Brendan Dillon currently wears it for the San Jose Sharks. How fucking dare he? Uh, Ryan Ellis currently wears it for the Nashville Predators. Cam Fowler currently wears it for the Ducks. Cam Fowler thinks he's Bobby Orr. Carl Gunnarsson for the Blues. Is that five players? Josh Georges. Six players. Josh Georges is Bobby Orr, apparently. Josh Orges. Okay, now I want you to look up number nine. Number nine, all right. Give me a second. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, Adam, what are you doing? What is this Pandora's box that you're opening? How could you? Let me find some current guys. 
Oh my goodness. That's Nicholas Jesse's searching Agman voice. Or number nine for the Leafs, I think. Nicholas. Uh, is he, he's not Andrew, even 111th of Gretzky. <laughs> Andrew Kopp currently wears it for the Stanley Cup contending. More Winnipeg. like Andrew Piece of Shit. Winnipeg How dare he wear that number? Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp. Okay. For the Winnipeg Jets. Matt Duchesne. Colorado Avalanche. Bag of ass. How dare you? <laughs> uh, More like Matt. Easy joke. That's all I got right So here's now. my question. My okay. question is this. If you're going to get upset about 66, yeah. why are you not... Can? Why are you, what? From number nine, Evander Kane. Evander Kane. Why are you not upset about all of the people <laughs> wearing number four, all of the people wearing number nine, all of the people wearing whatever number you want? Okay, so the three best players I think we can agree in NHL history, four maybe, two of them wore number nine, Richard and Howe, yep. Bobby Orr, number four, Gretzky, Lemieux, 99 and 66. If you are upset about Lemieux, mm-hmm. you must also be upset about those numbers, which you're not. Because nobody is. Well, now, some here's, people were like, now they should all be retired. And here's the question. Well, they're not. Tisn't. <laughs> and no, they shouldn't. Um, here's the you, you You retire Gretzky league-wide because his numbers are goofy. Because he is number one. And I don't care. You could debate me to the ends of the earth. And I'm not even going to get into this debate with people. Wayne Gretzky is the best player to ever play hockey. I'll go as far Period. as say Gretzky's number should not be retired. Okay. I'll go as far to say because I don't. I don't fully believe in the number retirement thing to begin with. Mm-hmm. I get the honoring the number. Yeah. I I I don't like. There's only 99 numbers, right? Well, like, why, number, why are we retiring these? Is but, there any number retired league wide in the NBA? Uh, Michael Jordan's 23, except you can be grandfathered in. So, like currently, LeBron James wears number 23. So, like, did he have? It to happened get recently. Jordan's blessing? No, it just no. happened recently no. that they yeah. retired it. Oh. Uh, Yes. Not 45? No. I had a Michael Jordan 45 Bulls jersey. I just want you to know that. It's nowhere 45. That's when he came back and yeah. played from the from the White Sox. So that kind of destroys my argument because I thought there wasn't one in basketball. Baseball, the only one I can think of is Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. And they have a day where everybody wears 42. Exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, but Gretzky, but that wait a second. You're saying they have a day where they all disrespect Jackie Robinson by wearing 42? <laughs> <laughs> my point is this. I don't want to mock people and, and their passion especially Leah because she was totally, she was totally, totally. Um, she was straightforward about why she was mad about it I get it Mary Lemieux is a god in Pittsburgh totally he's a god there and, and is a legitimate argument and I've had this discussion with many people best player of all time absolutely a legitimate argument legitimate argument I would still say Gretzky uh, but Lemieux is literally a hair below at number two now some of that some of that has to do with luck and and, and injuries but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Now, yeah. I want to... Dude beat cancer. <laughs> yeah, and came back and destroyed. Yeah, was the best player, beat cancer, came back, was the best player. <laughs> yeah, like, he's that's unbelievable. unbelievable. What I want to say to, to Pittsburgh fans that are upset about this is, isn't it great that your life is so great that this is something <laughs> that you're actually upset about? Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's a number. It's a number. And it is... It, in, in Pittsburgh, if Josh Hosang was wearing that number for the Penguins... Yeah. I get that a little bit more than Josh Hosang wearing it for the Islanders. Well, I think the I think the thing is Josh Hosang already has a target on his back. People already aren't sure about his character, and rightfully so. He's done some questionable shit. So so people are like, "Don't sully the '66." Well, you know what? He's wearing it as a tribute to Mario Lemieux. If that is his number, then just leave it. And I'll if Mario, far to this, I'll go as far to say this. Josh Hosang, for all the shit he's been through, has earned this opportunity to be in the National Hockey League. You never know. You may never get called up again. 
you know, where you dance, where the number you want. This may be your only stint, and this experience has been sullied for him. It's been a little bit tainted because of this shit. This, but this, that's his fault, yeah, Steve. But this what twenty-one-year-old kid. He's 21. Because we can't get over the fact that he wore a I, number. That but I respect, listen, I respect the passion. I disagree with the too, argument, but, but I respect the passion. Chill. Chill. I respect it. I think this is like the third or fourth straight show we brought it up. I, I, no, it's the second. Each, every time. Hey, hey, question for you, Jesse. Every time we've What's said up? it's dumb. What number is Eric Fair? 66, I hope. Eric Fair. Please be number four. Oh, he's 16. Never mind. I thought he was number four for the Capitals. Eric, I thought he was four. Eric Fur. <laughs> He's sixteen, which is four times four. So that's uh, there. You go. Uh, um, I, I listen. I, just, I respect the argument. I don't think. I just don't think it's it's one that you could apply unless you're going to apply it to all those numbers. In which case, it gets complicated and ridiculous. Which is why we only have one number. And by the way, Mary Lemieux. Even though he would never ask for this, if Mario Lemieux really wanted his number retired, and that's the guy you got to worry about, and Adam is anybody knows him personally? Is anybody asking Mario Lemieux whether he's offended by it? Which, by the way, I can I almost know. guarantee that he's not. If Mario Lemieux wanted, Mario Lemieux can call up Gary Bettman as an owner and go, "Listen, can you can you retire my damn number again?" Like this is the Canucks complaining about Mason Raymond, except the Penguins have even less to complain about than that team did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, you're so. Awesome. Like, just yeah, and also, enjoy you're going to win a cup this year. Just enjoy ah, it. Remember, I'm remember, so jealous of Penguins fans. <laughs> remember 2004? Remember 2003? Remember how crappy that was? Uh, Chill. Hey. What? One last point. Fun fact. Uh, Michael Jordan's jersey isn't officially retired league-wide, so you can totally wear it if you want to. And Jackie Robinson's number is the only one retired in Major League Baseball. So across the four major sports, all we have is Gretzky and Jackie Robinson. So anybody can kind of wear whatever the hell Come they want. On. It's a number. Yeah. By the way, if the Beatles were called the Big Fat Stupid Heads, mm. that would be they would still have created the same songs. I think does that make Jimmy, does after, that make sense? After Jimi Hendrix died, they should have retired the guitar. <laughs> you should have gotten rid of it. You shouldn't be allowed to play it anymore. You're not going to be as good as him. Exactly. It's 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 a name. It's a number. It's not the defining factor. Um. Joe Thornton records his 1,000th assist for the San Jose Sarks. Congratulations to him. Not not top 100, though. Joe Thornton is not a top 100 player all time. He has 1,000 assists. And counting. And I, I didn't want to get into a debate about who made the, th- the, the 100, top 100, but here we are. <laughs> Malkin wasn't on the list either, I don't think, which I think is insane. That's insane. They had to issue a list during the 100th season. By the time Thornton retires, he'll be on that list. By the time Malkin retires, he'll be on that list. A bunch of current players would be on that list. There's a bunch of players whose names you probably don't even recognize on that list. Like, ah, whatever. List. Whatever. I think we're I think we're putting too much thought into it. Joe Thornton rules. As- most assists since start of 97-98 season. Joe Thornton, 1000. Yarmir Yager, 775. Wow! He's so, 225 assists ahead yeah. of anyone else. After that's Henrik Sedin, 774, and then... Henrik Sedin has 774 assists? Yep, since 97-98. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. And then Aginla at 643. So... Wow, that's a lot of assists. 225 assists is a lot. <laughs> wow. That's, that's two and a half seasons worth of points. Mm-hmm. More... Now, Yager, Yager did go to the KHL for a bit. Yeah. 
So there's an argument to be made. He could be closer. He wouldn't have gotten no. 200 I don't think so either. In those three seasons, no. I agree. Yeah, but, it, I mean, we just got to give it up to him. It's amazing. Got to give it up to him. Arguably the best playmaker of all time. Certainly Somewhere. Well, well, okay. Pure playmaker, because Gretzky. Somewhere, Sergei Samsonov's going, yeah, but I won the Calder. Yeah. So, yeah. so you didn't win that, Joe. Which is why the Calder doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Sends make... A trade, yeah. <laughs> they trade. They got a former first round pick, Brandon Thirteenth uh, overall, Brandon Gormley. Yeah, he's yeah. been pinging around a lot. Yeah. Um, and they got it for future considerations, which is always a uh, an interesting thing because who the heck knows what that is? Yeah. Can you look up Gormley's contract? Now Gormley cannot play in the NHL this season now nope, because not true. He can play in the NHL. Playoffs. He cannot play in the playoffs. Uh... Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I maybe am a bit out of the loop. Did someone on the Sens get hurt? Someone on their defense get hurt? What about Binghamton? Because Gormley, I believe, was in the A. Was he not? I don't know. I don't know. But point being, um, they still need to get to the playoffs. It looks like they're going to make it. They still need to get there. Gormley can help them get there. Mm-hmm. He is ineligible to help them, though, in any way. During the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, his cap hit is six hundred and fifty thousand. When does his contract expire, and what will his contract status be? He is an RFA after this season. Hmm. There you go. So that's a move worth making. It helps you yeah. potentially make the playoffs this year, and you maintain his rights. He does not become a UFA. So this isn't a, a pure buy, so to speak. The Sens could keep him. Is trading somebody for future considerations essentially a waiver claim? Hmm. It's a bit of a handshake agreement. It's weird. I've seen I've seen instances where future considerations ended up being like not exercised, mm-hmm. so you just gave a player away for nothing. And I've also seen it like turned into like a third or fourth round pick. Um, so I don't know. Future considerations is very literally future considerations. I'm just confused as to how it works because there like, must be some sort of deal in place where there's conditional. Mm-hmm. There's got to be because otherwise. At that mm. team can just go, hey, so pay me now. I want McDavid. And the other team goes, <laughs> oh, okay, well, here's the seventh round pick. Like, can that team then go, that's not good enough? No. I'm sure they've agreed on that before. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be like a, uh, a window. Mm-hmm. Like or no, a, just a contract that says, hey, if he does this, then we get this, right? Like, it would be. Well, that, isn't that a conditional pick? Yeah. It would be a conditional but pick, there's or, too many or a conditional on it for it to be. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't get that it's one. Chris Johnson when you need him. Yeah, really. I know. <laughs> he'd probably have an exact answer yeah. on that one. I need. I need his smoky, truthy voice and that beard, mm. that handsome beard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just thought interesting to bring up. Sends make a trade. Sends. Yeah. Uh, GM meetings. Quickly, before yes. we go to the uh, press conference, uh, the word is they want to fix video review. What a surprise. Huh? A, they they are talking about limiting it to three minutes. If you can't get it in three minutes, then the call on the ice stands. Uh, but specifically, they want to change the offside ruling. A lot of GMs are like, I don't even care if the call's right. You shouldn't be able to rewind that much. There oh, has the- to be human error with the referees. If you're going to ref a game by humans, there will be human error. What, what has... Been annoying is the um, the call for is his foot on the ice or not? They need to make it just crossing the plane or something like that, or both skates across the plane, something like that. Because that Matthews, I, there was a goal. I don't remember who it was against. 
but there was an offside review. I think it was the car. No, you know what it was? It was the Ducks game. And did Matthews have his skate on the ice or not? Based on the video review, the call on the ice was obviously no offside. There wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. But if you ask me, do I think his foot was on the ice? No. So I think that goal was technically offside. But you couldn't prove it. And if it's that hard to prove, should you just change the rule? Just change the rule. Or just Make it not easy. rewind it that far. Yeah. I don't I just don't this? get Take that. Take away video review entirely and give me continuous three on three overtime. If you're so worried, if you're so worried about games going too long, yoink, get rid of that. Give me continuous three on three. I will take that. Billy's going to hate to shoot out. Shut up. Well, uh, they were also talking about uh, next year with the bye weeks because the PA wants to keep them. So the, the proposal is that a conference, each conference will take their bye weeks at the same time. Great idea. That way you still got games, but they take them at separate times, one early, one late. Um, now I feel like, okay, that's fine. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those things that like, I I don't understand what the bye week really gives you. I don't get it. It compresses the schedule. I mean, it's, it compresses it a little bit, not that much, but I, five days, does five, I mean, five days does a little bit, but really you're missing a game, game and a half. I think this idea is neat. Um, and could potentially help players recuperate and recover from injuries and stuff. I think you try it again with this new format, mm-hmm. and if you still decide it's not that great of an idea, okay, well then you scrap it. Uh, Lou Lamorello said he wants to get rid of the pity point in overtime. I'm starting to not be against that. They were talking about the three points. And by the way, if the Leafs got rid of the pity point, we are way out of the playoff picture. Oh, totally. Totally. That's, I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. I'm fine with it. You lost. As long as you get rid of the shootout. Get rid of the shootout first, and then we'll talk about the pity point. Yeah. Because now, winning the shootout would actually be more valuable if you do that. I am okay with getting rid of the pity point, with the caveat being... Get rid of the shootout. Get rid of it. Kill it with fire. Question. <laughs> yes. What? If both teams go to overtime and one team scores in overtime, do you get rid of the pity point? But if they both go to the shootout, then you give them a pity point? Uh, see what we're doing. The, <laughs> the easiest answer is the 3-2-1. Yeah. 3-2-1 makes a lot of sense. I kind of like just uncomplicating it. I think... If it, if I was running the NHL, it would be you get a win or you get a loss, and that's it. Like almost every other sport? Like a yeah. normal sport. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what this overtime loss thing. Remember when it used to be like four or five was. different numbers? It was like win, yeah. loss, tie, overtime, overtime loss. loss. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was, overtime win. Yeah, yeah. it was dumb. Yeah. Now, I, I do kind of like the 3-2-1 format, but then you're saying definitively that an overtime win is worth less. It's not in the playoffs. No. You don't get to go to t- game eight. I'm, I'm, I honestly, I'm with you too. I, I feel like every other league, you go to extra innings, it's a win or a loss. You, you go to o- overtime. And, and, and by the way, the NBA does continuous overtime. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah the NFL do does players, not. How do those players yeah, which survive? Is weird. How do they possibly survive? How do they not collapse and die? Like all NHL players would. They just collapse and collapse die. Collapse and die. Too long. <laughs> too physical. Yeah, too much. Yeah. No, nobody wants five more minutes of three on three. Ridiculous. No, they no. die. Isn't football the same way? 
Like, well, yeah, football, but there's only one two game a week. Ties a year max. I know. So, but you know, what if they die? Does he? And usually the ties are like brutal games. Yeah, it's, it's like bad teams. <laughs> just bad. <laughs> just like an exercise in frustration. Those games, yeah. like you don't want. If you're in a tie game, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Like here's here's the way I see it. If you do continuous three on three, okay. The majority of them, like 85% of them, I think, 75% would be decided before the 10-minute mark. Mm-hmm. And then a couple would maybe go to 15. But if you get one or two of those freak games a year that go like a full period over, yeah, that's long. Who's turning the channel? Who's turning away from that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, these players, they... Also, those you know what, two guys? games a year are worth not having a shootout 82 times. I know, and and supposedly, and I don't remember who told me this, but supposedly it was players who shot down the idea of uh, continuous three on three. Or no, 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 what was it? Four minutes of four on four followed by three minutes of three on three. That would have been amazing. Which I think you should just do seven minutes of three on three because it's, it seems obvious that it's easier to score three on three. Yeah. Um, but I think that's changing now. I think that's changing because players see how ridiculously fun it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Unless you lose the face-off, and in which case you're never getting possession of the puck well, again. We've also seen... Yeah, I know. The thing where you go in the zone, and you're like, ah, I don't really like it, and then you go back down, and you take it, and you redo oh, your entry. Kill offsides! <laughs> yeah. Kill them! In general. Especially for three-on-three. Three. But, um... You know, I think the thought was, well... It's just such a breakneck pace. No. no. <laughs> what happens is the human body just goes, I can't do it anymore. And then you get something like what happened with Blake Wheeler against the Toronto Maple Leafs, where it's not, I think the thought was, oh, they're just going to be giving it, they're all out there. No, they're going to gas and stop, and the other team's going to score. Like, it's it's going to give. It's what, yeah, because players start to skate like they have a cinder block tied to their yeah, waist. It's not going to be this ridiculous 20 minute back and forth. <laughs> no. No, it's going to end before 10 minutes. And the shootout takes a while. Mm-hmm. I counted it. I mm-hmm. measured it out one guy. I, I can't remember who it was against. Uh, but I measured the time it took to do the three on three overtime. It's lo- the shootout's longer. The shootout is as long. And no, and the shootout. And that's if it if it's wrapped up in exactly. three shots. The shootout I yeah. measured was about as long as the three on three. I think it might have been slightly longer. Uh, or sorry, the overtime might have been slightly longer. But this shootout, I think, only went five skaters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I also? I have a question. Don't you think it's dumb that the home team has to go first in the shootout? I think they decide. Do they? Whether or not they go first. I don't know about that. Because every time, the Leafs are always go like, when they when it's at home, I think the Leafs have to go first, and I think that's... I feel like it's almost always at home, too. You don't want to go first in a shootout. You want to go second. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Just get rid It's of also it. dumb Tell how it. you can't repeat skaters once you reach... When you can't do it at all. Once wait, you reach, wait. like, five, you should be able to come You back. can't repeat skaters? No, 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 but they're gonna... They're they used the, to. One of the proposed rules is you can repeat after three now. Yeah. Which you can do in international play. Yeah. Where that's where you oh she you can't repeat skaters. No, no. And my my initial no the only time you, you can uh, repeat Matt skaters Martin taking shootouts. you can repeat skaters. You need to go through literally every skater yeah. on your roster. Once and you I finish. know this because I saw it once. I saw it in Mississauga. Uh, and by the way, that took like fifteen minutes. It took forever. Forever. So so you hold on. It was like you, another period of. You hockey. don't want your superstars to take 
Like, honestly, if you're the Penguins, if you're the Penguins, like if you're the NHL, do you not want Sidney Crosby? Let's say it's a it's a head to head and it's Capitals and it's Penguins. Uh, Just Ovechkin and Crosby shot after shot. after. Tell me who doesn't want to see that. (laughs) Why do you hate magic? Like, don't you remember Merrick Malik 12 years ago? <laughs> Which they're still running in highlight reels, by the way. Enough. Enough. We get it. He was big. <laughs> yeah. and we get it. He was big and nobody expected it. Whoa. But the 50th Whoa. time. Went the legs. But, oh, oh, oh my God. Again. <laughs> oh. I, I think people forget that in the YouTube generation, which is us. Replays aren't as exciting we anymore. Are. Sorry. Re- going back and rehashing that stuff is not as exciting because we have access to it. Yeah. I could go and see that. Uh, well, and so my initial uh, thought when they when I saw that they were looking at repeating skaters, I was like, no, just get rid of the thing. And then I realized, oh, this is how it starts. Mm-hmm. You can never get someone to abandon their dumb idea right away. If you've ever worked on your group on a group project before, you know, you got to coddle them, get them to change their idea a little bit. And then eventually they figure out, oh, the shootout sucks. I think they're going to get rid of it. When? Jesus, so we can hear Joe yeah. blowing highlights in the highway, uh, in the hallway, that's behind crazy. these soundproof doors. Well, like, I don't know. Like, that's a good transition. To soundproof say. in those doors. Yeah. I don't know. Congratulations on three thousand games, there, Mr. Bowen. Holy mackerel! You made three thousand games, 3, games? Wow. Good for him. Wow. All right. Well, I guess it's time for the press conference. The presser. SDP. The Steve Dangle press conference. Oh, Stephen! Before hold on, before Jesse before Jesse gets into the, the first question, uh, they're definitely not picking that up. Are oh. you kidding? With these mics, are you kidding? If I go over here, the mic barely picks me up. Oh. Um, Jesse, uh, Jesse, you might have saw this in our uh, in our Facebook group, our little group chat. Steve, uh-huh. tell us how many listens the show had in 2016. So, not counting YouTube, um, on SoundCloud, we had in 2016. 2,989 listens. So we just uh, passed 2 million. Now, so I just thank want to take... so much. Thank Holy you. shit. Yeah. Thank you for that. That is an, that is an incredible number. And from, wow. From New Year's Day 2016 till now, we've had about half the listens we've ever had. Which is... Like, because we've been doing the show for almost four years. Yeah. In June, it'll be May four years. May 2013 is when we started. Oh, May, May 2013. Okay. May 2013. At the very end of May 2013. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from New Year's Day 2016 till now, we've had about half the listens we've ever had. In 2017, we already have had about 400 and... We've had about 420K. LOL. Wow. 69. LOL. Th- well... <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah. 420,000, and it's March 7th. It's nuts. What, Adam? Um, first question. I love that you both went nice. nice. Anyway, we just want to say thank you to listeners. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have not seen your most recent LFR. Okay. But there is a question here, if I can find it. I'm trying to remember what I said in my most recent LFR. Actually, let's go to this one first. No, okay. no. Let's ask that one. All right, Steve. On a scale from Vancouver to England, how wet was the fart you ripped in the last LFR? Is that a specific reference? Did you rip a fart? Did you rip a fart in your LFR? No. Why? 
What? That's an interesting. Maybe point. they heard. Maybe there was like a. Maybe I scooted on my ball because I I have that blue yoga ball. Oh that I yeah. Hmm. I don't think I ripped a fart. Okay, so I'm usually pretty conscious about my farts. I'm also conscious about boogers. Confirm. No fart was ripped in the last LFR. Confirm. No fart. Okay. Second question. Do you ever see yourself going behind the bench in coaching a major junior team? Uh, a maybe a junior league team? No. What, no. No? I'm not smart enough. Being a coach? Yeah. Adam, no. would you ever coach like your kid's team? Hell yeah. Absolutely. My dad did. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm going to leave that to the What pros. do you mean no? You wouldn't do that? You wouldn't coach Little League? Dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, think, I think you could coach a little team. I don't know. They just run around the I'll ice. Help my if kid. our kids are not playing on the same hockey team, I'm going to be upset. They're going to, but I'm not coaching them. Well, I, I will. Adam will be the head coach. coach. Yeah, you can be an assistant, assistant coach. coach. Yeah, and I'll learn from you, and when you get fired, I'll take over. <laughs> That's a great thing about House League. You can be bad and not get fired. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. We'll just be bad together. Yeah, it'll be great. No, man. I can't wait for those days, actually, because then we'll be coming on the podcast, patting ourselves on the back for how great our, our five-year-olds are doing. <laughs> Should you do LFRs on your on five-year-old your kids. team? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no more Dunkaroos! <laughs> We're going to be playing like that! What do you mean it was 20 to 2? Because that's what it is. I'm ashamed you have half of my jeans! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a final question. Is oh, Neapolitan ice cream one flavor or three separate flavors? It's three separate flavors. It's three separate flavors. It's four flavors. Oh. It Strawberry, is, vanilla, chocolate, and, and Neapolitan. Neapolitan. That's my argument. Fuck, that's decent. It, I, it isn't, though, every spoonful, because you have to have all... That's th- not... For Neapolitan to exist, it's like for the number four to exist, you have to have one, two, and three, right? So for Neapolitan... No, you can have two and two. Okay, fine. <laughs> but that's the point, is that you you have to have... If you only get chocolate and vanilla, then it's just chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. You know what? Chocolate ice cream is not my favorite, but just the thought of Neapolitan ice cream right now... Mixing all those flavors together. Are you a mixer or a separate eater? Uh, you know what happens is I pick at the strawberry, and I pick at the vanilla, and then I realize, okay, now there's a disproportionate amount of chocolate. I need to start mixing. See, if you're a mixer, then it's Neapolitan. But if you eat separately, then it's separate. Uh, no, no. Also, I don't know if I'm having. So I had the. Uh, I grew up on the Chapman's Neapolitan. The same. Not my favorite. But, well, okay, when you mix them, it's good. But the Chapman's chocolate is not as good as other brands' chocolates. Other brands' chocolates are a little bit sweeter, and I like them more. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, I'm so I, rocking an ice cream. I, in the I, I also want to shout out everybody that has tried PC white cheddar mac and cheese recently. Oh, and yeah, all of our American listeners, oh, a lot of people are yeah. like, oh, my God, you've ruined me for mac and cheese. Because it is the best. It is the best. Um, the other thing I want to throw out there. And this was asked by a, a listener on Twitter, and I forget who it is. So forgive me for not knowing your name right now, because of course I can't keep track. Is spaghetti salad? It's no. It's pasta. It's pasta. What are you but it's about? A, so a salad because you can have tuna salad, right? Is without it tuna. Oh. Is sorry. Sandwich or salad? No, no. You can have tuna salad without lettuce. You can have tuna salad without lettuce. Is chili salad? Is chili salad? 
Fuck that. It's soup that's salad. Not. It's soup liquid salad. I, that's what not the fuck is this? Just, just a thought. I'm, I'm not just willing to thought. consider that. It's soup pasta. I, it's yeah. pasta soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, there's already a thing for spaghetti. What is it's the pasta. pasta? What does the sauce to noodle ratio have to be to make it soup? <laughs> I want to know. I need to know. Um, shout out Ole Jokinen, who took our prize of the one-day contract from the Florida Panthers. Deservedly so. He's a season ticket holder, and he renewed his season tickets, and they offered him a contract. What is that what actually would happen, or no? No. no they they decided him to one day. day. Leaf great Ole Jokinen. Yeah, for like eight games. That was weird. That was weird. Those are dark, dark days. Oh my God. Better than Leaf great Martin Skula. <laughs> and Leaf great Eric Brewer. Leaf great Eric Brewer. Who else got flipped? I think the show's done. Leaf great Martin Gerber. I think, I think you should it wrap it up. Yeah, I guess we should wrap it up. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get me on the highway. We'll be back Thursday. <laughs> that was a fun show. It, it was, was good. It was good to not be cut off. I, time. Can I be honest with you? Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about the Penguins fallout. I feel like we're going to get it. I feel like I'm going to get it. The Penguins? Yeah, the no, Mary no, Lemieux no, no, stuff. No, we're going to get it from the Oilers. You think so? Oh, yeah. We should we should end each episode with who which fan base are we gonna hear from the most? The Canucks, because you just randomly threw a dart at them for no good reason. Well <laughs> no good Show's reason. Over, boys. And because they're sensitive babies. <laughs> All of them indiscriminately. Paint you with one brush. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.